You are now tuned in to the Togetherness Podcast with your host, Andre D. Harrison, where we discuss life, marriage, and relationships. Hope you enjoy today's topic. Everybody, hello, hello, hello. Good evening. I'm not sure where you are in the United States or even in the world. Where I am right now, it's cold. Let me shut my phone off. I'll put it on silent. It's really, really cold where I'm at. New York City, Staten Island to be exact. It's cold, like cold right now. Let's try this out. Hey, Google, what's the weather right now? I'm not sure if you heard that. It said it was 13 degrees. So I got myself a hot cup of coffee. Got my friends and family right here on Get Vocal on Facebook. We're going to have a nice conversation tonight. Also, you may not be watching live right now, but you probably are listening on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. My name is Dre. You're listening to Rap with Dre on the Togetherness Podcast. I am your host, Dre. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you so much for listening, for watching, for being here every week. Sonia, I see you're on. Thank you so much for for watching. Everybody that logged in just now on Facebook, I see you all. Thank you so much. We're going to get into a nice conversation about attachments. What's going on, Drew? Thank you so much for coming in on Get Vocal. If you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate you guys so much. I've been doing this now for 10 straight weeks. This is the 10th episode, and I appreciate you so much for watching. Um, I appreciate your support. Get Vocal is a very amazing uh, platform, which allows me to stream live on Get Vocal on Facebook and on YouTube. Hey, Luz, what's going on? Hey, we have to talk this week or next week. So let's get together and have that conversation. Um, But yeah, man, this is amazing. And I'm so happy for the opportunity to be able to to do this every week with you guys and you listening, uh, having uh, conversations with me joining in on the topic and the conversation on Facebook on Get Vocal. I appreciate this. Um, I don't pretend to be a love guru or a marriage expert or anything like that. I'm a guy who uh, failed miserably in his marriage, wish he had help, went and got his master's in marriage and family counseling so that I can help people that was in a similar situation that I was in in order to help their marriages grow, blossom, and uh, live together in unity. And uh, I have this uh, service, uh, counseling and coaching service for married couples and families called Togetherness Coaching. You can get more information on that at www.togethernesscoaching.com. Togetherness is spelled T-W-O, togetherness. So, you know, together, it's sort of like a play on words, just togetherness. Uh, and that's what we're all about. That's what I really want to help people with. Uh, marriage isn't easy. Navigating relationships is not easy. And uh, sometimes we we go through it on our own. Uh, we make a lot of mistakes. Maybe some mistakes that I made, you may learn from. You may have made some mistakes that I can learn from. And uh, we can uh, navigate through life, relationships, and marriage together. So thank you guys so much for being a part of the conversation. Joining in, Chris, I see you. Robin, I see you. Judy and Jeff, my people from Zion, I see you. Uh, Christopher, thank you so much for watching. Paulette, Christina, Leon, Pedro, Anthony, uh, what's going on? Uh, 
let's get into the conversation. Before we do that, Robin, before we do that, a couple of housekeeping issues, okay? If you would like to connect with me on social media, you can do so on Instagram by going to at Andre underscore D underscore Harrison. You can hit me up on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Andre D Harrison, all one word, Andre D Harrison. On Facebook at the Andre, the dot Andre dot D dot Harrison. Uh, they had to put the V there because there was another Andre D. Harrison on Facebook. What other Andre D. Harrison is out there? Like, I'm the only Andre D. Harrison, but apparently I'm not. I thought I was. So I had to put the in front of it. Not that I'm, like, the main one. I just couldn't find anything else to put there. Ah, Pastor Lee, how's it going? Chris, Christina, how are you? I know a, a thing or two about unhealthy attachments. Yeah, then I would appreciate your input in the conversation. Um, YouTube. I have two YouTube channels. I have actually multiple. But the ones I use most is... Uh, my uh, the vlog channel that I have with my boys Harrison Family Vlogs if you're on youtube.com please search Harrison Family Vlogs uh, click subscribe click the bell next to subscribe so that you can get updated on the videos that we post I also have uh, togetherness marriage and family coaching you can search that on youtube also click subscribe you can watch these videos um, that's where actually people are listening watching live on youtube you can also watch other videos other marriage relationship help at that YouTube channel as well. And also, if you don't have time now to watch the whole thing, you can listen. Hey, Raquel, how are you? You can listen on through podcasts on all the major sh- podcast streaming platforms out there, Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, um, a few others. So so please uh, listen. If you want to go on Spotify, listen there. Follow me there as well. Uh, and if you would like to support this podcast, uh, help this podcast keep going, um, there's a couple of ways you can do that. If you have a means to support it financially, you can go on our Patreon page by going to patreon.com forward slash Andre D. Harrison. It's all one word. Uh, to give as little as $5 a month to help this podcast keep going. But I know some of us are strapped or we may not want to give at this time, and that's perfectly fine. Another way that you can support um, this show and, and this conversation or these conversations is by sharing it and telling friends about it. Just share it out like it love it um converse with me uh in the topic and yeah uh i would appreciate that also that's another way to support the podcast all right now let's get started i'm excited about this conversation i first learned hello sybil thank you so much for joining i first learned about this topic uh in my studies i grew up uh learning a little bit about attachments through trial and error then when i went to school and uh, was and uh, I forgot which course it was in. We talked about attachment and attachment theory, and I thought it was extremely interesting. Uh, the attachment theory. Uh, there was a book by uh, you guys are not going to believe this. You know how um, things just go bad. I got this book, and so my Kindle. I have my Kindle right here. I had it on my uh, front screen, and now it's gone. But I get to open up the app the, the old-fashioned way. This is a book called Attached by Dr. Amir Levine. And uh, he talks about three attachment styles. Three attachment styles. Uh, before we go into that, um, th- this show is just going to be a conversation about unhealthy attachments and how to avoid them. How to avoid unhealthy attachments. We've all been there. We've all gotten involved in 
relationships with wrong people. We've become attached to wrong people. And sometimes those attachments are by default. If I may be honest, if you guys don't mind me being honest on Facebook, on Get Vocal, on wherever you're watching, let's be honest. Sometimes we are even born in situations where unhealthy, unhealthy attachments are sort of like automatic, like unhealthy attachments are formed from the very beginning. Hopefully uh, we can start the conversation and continue the conversation, whether it's here on the podcast or with you and your friends about attachment, because attachment is a very important thing when it comes to relationships, not just intimate relationships with somebody that you would like to be with, but with everybody. Everybody has an attachment style. And according to Dr. Levine, there's three types of attachment styles. There's actually more, but for the sake of the show and, and for the sake of how deep this topic is, we're going to stick with just three. Um, keep it 100, which I know absolutely, Sonia, I'll keep it 100. I'll try to be as sweet as I can, but I will be absolutely real. Attachments. There are three types of attachments. The first one is anxious. Some of us have an anxious attachment style. Uh, others have uh, a secure attachment style, which is what we should all strive to be, have secure attachment styles. The last one is avoidant attachment styles. We avoid attachments. Now, this is a, a very deep topic, a lot to unpack. We probably won't get into the whole thing today, which is good. My goal through this conversation today is to get you guys thinking about this, talking with your spouses about it, talking with your family about it. it hopes to help you guys um, navigate through the type of attachment style you have and how to build healthy attachments going forward. God created human beings to live in community with one another. We are all we all strive to be in some sort of community. We all strive to be a part of something, right? And that's not a bad thing. In fact, that falls under the line of dependency. We look at dependency as a, like a curse word. Like I don't want to be dependent on anybody. I need to be dependent. I need to rely on myself because I can't rely on others. That is a clear indication that somebody may be battling with an avoidant attachment style. We were created to be dependent on one another. The reason why we become independent is because we feel like people have disappointed us so much that we can't rely on them. But we have to be able to, to, to be dependent on people that we can have and form healthy attachments with. But we were created to be in community. Generally, people feel safer, more secure, and loved when they have connections with people. Connections with people is a is a, a feeling, uh, uh, something that we have that's sort of like embedded in us. And in fact, if you look at um, uh, created species, period, most species live in community with one another. One of my favorite animals, one of my favorite, favorite animals is the wolf. The wolf is, um, uh, Shanita wrote, we should be interdependent. That's the, yeah, absolutely. But that's deep. And we'll unpack that also. We'll, we'll unpack that also. Um, the wolf, uh, probably have, has the ability to, to hunt on their, on its own, uh, and even, um, live on its own. But what they do is they live in a pack, they live in a community, they work together. Um, there's sort of a, like a hierarchy, but, uh, in, in essence, they work together to accomplish all their goals, right? That's what a community is. That's what a community is. And strong communities start with the development of strong families. Strong families start with the development of two strong adults looking to make a strong commitment to one another, okay? 
build a strong relationship, strong marriage. I believe firmly that strong marriages build strong families. Strong families develop strong communities. Okay. Now let's talk about uh, attachment. Okay. Uh, we develop attachments with people we want intimate relationships with, but we fail in identifying what healthy attachments are. A lot of that, a lot of times we develop our attachment style based on prior experiences, things that we've gone through, um, hurts, successful relationships, um, relationships with our parents, family members, even teachers and, and adults in our life. Even with our siblings, we develop attachment styles and we grow up developing that very same attachment style. Now, for those who are considered the avoidant attachments, I know let's, let's, let's stop there. Let's go with the anxious attachment style. Okay. Hey, Patricia, how's it going? Let's go with the attachment style of um, people who are anxious or an anxious attachment style. People who have an anxious attachment style, they desire close relationships because of the fear of being alone. All right. You fear your partner not wanting to be as close to you as you are to them. Okay. Then there's the avoidant. The avo person with the avoidant attachment style, it sort of looks like this. They desire independence. They want their way. They want things to happen the way they want it to happen, right? Uh, they may want momentary connections, but when things get too serious, they will move themselves or cause themselves to become undesirable. They may even sabotage the relationship so that you make the decision to bounce. Oh, yeah, yeah Pastor Lee, let's do it. I would love to meet up for coffee. So let's get together. Let's meet up. Thanks, Pastor Lee. My treat. All right. So they they feel uncomfortable with closeness. And I'm pretty sure some of you guys, as I say this, thinking about somebody that you know that's just like this. Like uh, you may have been in a relationship where you've gotten very close to somebody and they just all of a sudden pulled away. Like things got too hot. Like things got too real. And I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. And in fact, the most toxic relationships happen between people who are who have an anxious relationship style and those that have an avoided um attachment style for instance somebody who's anxious is afraid of somebody not being close to them where somebody who's avoided don't want people close to them that creates a toxic relationship and you have to understand the type of relationship style that you are and the type of relationship style the person you're with or want to be with is now the last one i'm going to talk about the third one and this actually four but for the sake of time i'm only going to talk about three is the secure relationship style this person is warm and loving they uh, uh they do not need to be in a relationship because they are happy within themselves but they desire intimate relationships with somebody but they don't rely on it okay this is where interdependence come in shanita so the person who is more secure can be interdependent they're able to to be by themselves because they're happy within their own space but they also value community closeness with the people that are close with them this is the style that we all should be and this is the style that i should be you should be two secure people in a relationship develop a, a secure base all right insecurity is one of those things that uh, make us all scared we, we and relationships in itself is scary it's scary and that's why i like this book and if you've never heard of this book or you don't have this book i highly recommend it it's called attached attached by dr levine um, amir levine 
very, very good book. In fact, when I read this book, I saw myself in a lot of these things. And when I started this book, I found that I was, my, my relationship style was avoidant. That happened because of the experience I had with my divorce and um, a little bit about, a little bit of the relationships I had with um, women in my life in the past, my mother, grandmother, um, sister. Um, I was, uh, I, I developed sort of like an avoidant attachment style because I didn't trust. I felt safer on my own. Um, I, I, I didn't want to get, let, allow people to get too close to me because of my bad experiences. And I had to unpack that to be able to, to, to move on from being avoidant. Now, people who are avoidant, um, this is like many, many, many times, many cases, this is like the player out there that, you know, the guy who just can't commit or won't commit because they, they, they avoid that kind of uh, relationship. They don't want to get too close with anybody. And sometimes we are not that secure in ourselves, and we lean more toward the anxious style, right? And then we get in a relationship with somebody who's avoidant. A lot of times people who are avoidant come off like they're secure. They come off like they're secure because they show that they don't need anybody. They don't need to be around people. So they come off secure, but really underneath, they have an avoidant attachment style. They don't want to be too close to people. Oh, thank you, Shanita. I appreciate that. And, and yeah, and you you actually uh, probably seen that within myself firsthand. So I know you you see me get, unpack that in my life. So I appreciate that input, Shanita. Um, but um, yeah, th this person doesn't, they, they seem like they're secure because they're in independent. The reason why they're independent is because they avoid closeness with people. They like to move in their own space, in their own time. They don't want to be close with anybody. Or if they are close with people, it's because there's an ulterior motive there. You have something that they want. So they are going to use you to get what they want. And once they have it, they're gonna bounce. It's like, all right, I got whatever I wanted, peace. Sounds like the modern hookup culture. Yeah, it's very, very true, Patricia, where people want uh, sex for the heck of it with no emotional attachments. I think the problem with that, and that's a whole nother conversation, Patricia, and you know what, I'm gonna, that's gonna be a show. Uh, we we moved from being a society where sex was is, is supposed to be shared with intimately with people who are committed with one another to sex being a recreational activity uh, among consenting adults, and that's where um, we create attachments. We create attachments through even sex. And uh, for and I'll give you an example: uh, two consenting adults, young adults or old adults. Um, get into a, a situationship where they're not really committed. Hey, Marilyn, how's everything in Trinidad? They're not really committed to one another, but they develop the sexual relationship, right? They may have even arranged where, uh, and I don't, I don't, me personally, I wouldn't subscribe to this and I wouldn't recommend this either, but they may have even uh, uh, agreed to say, we're just going to have a sexual relationship. That's it. What tends to happen more often than not is, hey, what's going on, Richmond? How's everything going, brother? One person will start catching feelings, and usually it's going to be the person who is the, who has the the um, anxious attachment style, and they're getting attached to somebody who's avoidant. Somebody's heart's going to be broken, and then that person who is anxious will soon become an avoidant attachment style person. Right? It's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Um, but we have to be able to recognize those things and not get fooled. So the person who is Avoidant will use people to get what they want 
And once they're done, they leave. And you know that th this person is okay with leaving because they don't care about connections that well. And uh, this person, though, no matter what your relationship style is now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be that way forever. And that's a beautiful thing about this. All right. With with counseling, with developing right relationships, with creating healthy attachments with people, you find yourself moving toward a more secure attachment style, which is where we want to be. The person who has the insecure has gone through a lot. They have gone through a lot. And usually the insecure person will become the avoidant person because of their experiences. The person with um, or anxious, insecure, anxious, the person with the anxious style is needy. They don't like to be alone. Um, and you see this even with your friends. You, some of you have friends who uh, just have to hear from you several times out of the day to the point where you're like, okay, we literally just spoke 15 minutes ago. Can I have like some time to me? Like, can I can I eat something real quick? You know, I just used the, oh, let's say you're in the bathroom and the phone rings and you can't get to it. And then you see it's your friend and they call you back. Hey, what were you doing? Why, why are you ignoring my phone calls? Wait a second. Chill, chill. I was really doing my business in the bathroom. Like, why? what's going on? Can I have a minute to myself? That person has an anxious attachment style. They want to be around people because they're afraid to be alone. They're afraid to be alone. They don't have security in themselves. Yeah, Patricia, let me breathe. Like, can I have a moment? Can I chill? Just let me breathe for a hot second right um and usually this is a person who didn't have strong attachments growing up or they're used to seeing people in and out of their lives so they're afraid of having people come and go from their life right it's like a, a child right children are the children don't grow up or they're not born with healthy attachment styles they're not born with secure attachment styles that's why when a, a baby is in a room right with their mom or with their dad and mom and dad leaves the baby's gonna cry especially if they're in an unfamiliar place they're going to cry there was experiments done in the book you gotta i recommend this book attached by dr emile levine um in the book they did um uh, social experiments with children who uh uh who had developed particular attachment styles there were people who uh, were in foster care there were people who had uh, loving mothers and fathers. There were people who were adopted and they did studies on, and not like they didn't do experiments. They, they studied them and did research on how they've come to have the attachment style that they had. And they went back into their past to, to figure this out. And this is an actual science. This isn't something that somebody just came up with and was like, hey, here are attachment styles. This is an actual science and I'm still studying this so that I can learn it so I can help people better so I can help myself better right uh, this this baby um, the baby would leave the mom would leave and the baby would begin to cry and what they what they found was after uh, several times of this happening mom will come back right uh, the baby would begin to, to be more secure understanding that although I'm here my mom left the, the room they will be back and I'm okay I'm okay Okay, you'll, you'll, you'll notice how babies would situate themselves in, in a room with their parents. Some would face their parents. And then there's some kids who have more of a secure base who don't mind playing around with their back face with the parent, even to the point where if they see mom and get up or dad get up, they'll look and they'll continue playing. 
there's some children out there who will see their mom and dad get up and they'll start crying, chasing after mom and dad, thinking that the mom and dad is going to leave them. This is sort of like the person with the anxious attachment style. They're afraid of people leaving because they're afraid of being alone. Okay. I will say this. Um, that person is the person that should not be in a relationship right now because um, you're not securing yourself. You're going to do damage to yourself, especially if you're in a relationship with somebody who has an avoided attachment style. And the person who has a secure attachment style won't put up with the mess. They're not going to put up with the clinginess. All right. They want mutual respect, mutual intimacy, mutual connection. And if they feel like you're overly connected because you're afraid of losing that connection, you're going to lose the connection anyway. Okay. So my recommendation for those who have an anxious attachment style is to take some time to yourself and try to develop self-resiliency so that you can live on your own in order to give yourself to somebody else. Okay. Which is developing that skill of interdependence. Right, Shanita? Yes. All right. And the last thing is uh, secure attachment style. This person is secure in themselves. Um, they don't need anybody to survive, but they appreciate the community and the, to, and the togetherness of surviving in a community. This person can uh, rebound quickly after a, a failed relationship and realize, okay, this didn't work, but I can move on and find a, a relationship elsewhere, okay? Or uh, try to make another connection that would uh, benefit both of us, all right? Here we have the uh, avoidant attachment style and the anxious attachment style. Both go into relationships with a very selfish mindset. It's all about me, 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 me. The avoidant is trying to get whatever they can from you. The anxious is saying, please give me everything you need because I won't, I won't survive without it. And then the secure is like, I like you. You're, like, You're nice. Yeah, let me get to know you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like this. I like this. Oh, there's a red flag. I don't know if I can. Oh, there's another red flag. I like this. I like this. And I like this about her. But this, 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 I don't know if I could really rock with. And, and uh, you know what? This will probably create more issues with us in the future. So, you know, I am going to say that we're not compatible. And I'm going to uh, say that we're just going to be friends. That's a secure relationship style. Now, the person... Uh, who uh, they may be trying to get close to may not have the same feeling. And if they're not secure, um, if they avoid it, they're going to be like, I right, whatever, I, I never really liked you anyway. All right. The person who is anxious will be, well, what's wrong with me? Like, what did I do? Uh, how can I fix this? But then the person who is secure would say, you know what, you're right. Maybe we're not compatible. Um, it was a pleasure getting to know you. And uh, hopefully we'll get together sometime in the future just to, to be friends then. And that's where we should be in our relationship style, especially when it comes to approaching dating. We approach dating and healthy attachments because we either want something from somebody or we're afraid to be alone. So we're willing to put up with anything from somebody else. Those two we got to avoid and we have to do some self-reflection. Some of us will, would like to believe that we have a secure relationship style, but the truth be told, not a lot of people have that because of our experiences. We allow our uh, experiences to shape how we view the world. 
And you know what? It happens. It happens. Let's take a look at, um, I'll give you an example, right? Um, uh, we live today in a, and it's going to sound like I'm going off topic, but please, I'm not going off topic. Just bear with me. We're living in a racially charged time right now. Racially charged time. And, and um, it's not easy to, to, to be in a, an American right now because there's a lot of division, a um, lot, of, lot of hate rising up. Uh, the actor from um, Power, uh, who I hope he co- recovers quickly, was assaulted just for being gay. Um, and whether or not you agree with homosexuality, um, assaulting anybody, period, is wrong, right? It's wrong, okay? Um, I was in a situation where, when I was um, 15, I was assaulted for being black in an all-white neighborhood. I was in the hospital for a couple of days, shattered my cheekbone. Um, it was a, a, a tough time for me, right? And I went to a school in Staten Island called... Uh, Tottenville High School. Uh, and if anyone knows New York City or Tottenville or Staten Island, uh, Tottenville High School had a, a population of, of students that was like 85% white. So I went to pretty much an all white school. Uh, I had, uh, I've been chased to the train station. Um, I remember one night I was walking after basketball practice to the train station. And, uh, and please excuse my, my rhetoric. Uh, hearing uh, get out of my neighborhood, nigga, things like that, right? So I was assaulted. I've been had racial splur, uh, um, racial racially charged negative things said to, to me, um, and I had to come up with a decision to to either, um, well, not really come up with a decision, but uh, sort of make a conscious decision to say uh, I'm not going to allow that to shape how I view all white people. Period. I just won't do it. All right. Um, the guy who punched, who, who assaulted me, he's an idiot. All right, those guys who uh, call me those racially negative terms, they're idiots. All right, but not everybody's like that. Uh, and I could have formed my opinion based on my experiences, right? Uh, but I didn't. My experience is my experience. Many times, just isolated. Not everybody is um, a, a racist. Not everybody. Um, not everybody is a racist and everybody's not a racist. Okay. Uh, so when we look at attachments, we have our experience, right? Failed relationships, hurt, been cheated on, um, physically abused, uh, um, assaulted, uh, sexually assaulted, all those things, um, all those experiences cause us to, to, to fall into one of those three attachment styles. And our goal is to be more secure and develop a secure attachment style. That comes through counseling, through unpacking your experiences, um, not grouping everybody into one group because of somebody in that group doing something negative towards you. And it's hard. It's not easy. It it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of of, um, uh, reflection. It's a lot of it, it's, it's just not easy to do, but it's possible. It is possible. Those who are afraid to get too close to somebody, they're able to become more secure in themselves, to be able to share a mutual loving experience with somebody. And those who are anxious could develop the resiliency to be able to um, love somebody and receive love and not be dependent on that because pers- people who are anxious would 
uh, create their identity solely based on what the other person thinks of them. Shanita wrote, uh, we are a product of our life's experiences. Very true. We're very much a, a product of our life's experiences. Um, but we sh- but uh, we have to look at our experiences and learn from it and grow from it. And grow from it. Despite your relationship style, whether you are avoidant, whether you are uh, anxious or secure, try to grow in every single experience that you share. All right. We've all been hurt before. True story. My first heartbreak came when I was like 14 years old. 14 years old. Uh, I thought I was in love. I was in love. You couldn't tell me nothing. Couldn't tell me anything. I was in love. My heart was broken after uh, um, we broke up. Like broken. Like I didn't know how to pick up the pieces. I was I was crying. My boys was trying to console me. My, my 14, 15 year old friends were trying to console your boy. Like they they were just trying to help me out. Andre, man, like I know she broke your heart, but you got to pick up the pieces and move on. I was 14, <laughs> right? And I had several heartbreaks, several heartbreaks, right? One heartbreak was uh, uh, I had a, a, a girl actually break up with me because I wasn't thug enough for her. True story, kid you not. I wasn't thug. I wasn't a thug growing up. Broke up with me because I wasn't thug enough for her. And everybody has their preference. I just, I wasn't a thug, would never be, never tried to be, right? Um, and I had a few heartbreaks growing up. And uh, after um, uh, I was married and, and um, my ex-wife left and uh, got a divorce, um, that was sort of like, that wasn't like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back because that was a pretty big thing. Um, but I struggled with um, avoiding attachments. I struggled with um, trust. And I, I, I was not in a place to, to really be in a relationship. As a result, um, after my marriage, I had several, not several, um, a couple failed relationships because I just wasn't ready to be in one. You know what helped me out? <laughs> me going through this master's course and understanding um, what it means to be in a relationship, to be married, my attachment style. And I was able to grow through that. I went through counseling and uh, I have come to a little bit more of a secure place now where I feel I'm not perfect, but I feel like I uh, would be beneficial to somebody as they would be beneficial to me. Right. Uh, And that's where we all desire to be. And even though our experiences do shape our uh, our view and perception of things, um, when it comes to relationships, we have to look at relationships as, um, especially in the very beginning. And this is why we, I always stress going into relationships extremely slow, be friends first, let it flow, and then develop <laughs> compatibility first before you step into creating a strong attachment with somebody. Attachment, when, when something is attached, when you pull it apart, it hurts. It hurts. That's why when you create attachment, attachment with somebody, you have to make sure that they're worth being attached to. Shanita wrote on Facebook, every man I know has a love story that went bad when they were like 12. <laughs> and she put um, uh, laughing face emojis. Women recover faster than this. My father-in-law told me about a story when he was in the seventh grade and he is 67. Wow. So <laughs> that stuck with him, right? Yeah. And that experience shaped him. It never left him. And it never left me. But I guess 
what I'm saying is we have to try to learn from those experiences and grow from it. Okay. Part of avoiding unhealthy attachments is learning what type of attachment style that you have. If you have an avoidant attachment style, do not get attached to anybody right now. If you have an anxious attachment style, do not get attached to anybody, especially somebody who's avoidant because that is toxic. Out of all the relationship styles to get together, the avoidant and the uh, and the anxious, well, it, it just would be bad. You don't want two anxious people together because that's bad too. You don't want two avoidant people uh, together because that you never really develop the togetherness in the relationship. Our goal is to develop relationships with somebody who is secure as we become more secure. All right. Um, if you guys have any questions, any comments, please, by all means, talk with me because I like to engage in the conversation. I appreciate your input, Shanita. Very true and very, very real. I really appreciate it. Okay. The, doing this will help you um, navigate through relationships much, much, much better. We go into relationships looking to see what we can get. Who can make us happy? Somebody who's secure, they desire happiness, but they know that they don't need to have to be in a relationship to be happy. They would like to create a happy relationship. And there's a difference. We should not look to be happy because of relationship, because of a relationship. However, we can seek to make our relationship happy. Uh, Lose writes, what do you do when you get attached to someone and your attachment is broken by circumstances and not either that and not either of you chose? Do you maintain the attachment or do you let it go, so to speak? And that's a tough one. And that's depending on the situation um, uh, that caused or the circumstance that caused that attachment to be broken. Okay. There's a lot of things that could have happened. Uh, infidelity, abuse, um, incarceration, um, uh, disconnection, um, lack of time, uh, love loss. So there's a couple of things that could have happened uh, that would cause that attachment. Um, if the attachment is is broken, then that's a great time for you to step back and say, okay, uh, what? who am I right now? What's my attachment style right now? Uh, is this a healthy situation for me to be in? If not, and I made an attachment such as marriage, all right, uh, what do I need to do right now to fix myself in order to fix my marriage? Sometimes we have to work on ourselves in order to work on our marriage. Um, I think I, I shared this uh, before and everybody knows the analogy about um, oh, substance abuse that led to incarceration. Okay, give me one second. I'm, I'm gonna get to that. Um, where uh, on a plane, they tell the adults, before you put the mask on your child, put it on yourself first so that you are well enough to save your child. Some of us want to be able to save our marriages because we're in a very tough, volatile situation. And we would need to work on ourselves to make that happen. (laughs) But uh, that situation, substance abuse that led to incarceration. Um, Substance abuse is, is... a heavy thing to deal with in a relationship, especially if you're the spouse of somebody who is um, using. Um, it, it's it's tough because addiction is a killer, not just of people, but of relationships, of trust, 
and uh yeah yeah uh, i didn't want to say that i was the one that told you that that I, i said that to you but yeah um there's a lot of help out there when it comes to people who are in relationships and one of the use one of the people in the relationships are users of of substance there's a lot of help out there a lot of times we can't identify where that help is if you're in a situation where you're dating somebody who's a a, a user who's abusing drugs or using drugs who are, is addicted to drugs alcohol whatever it is and it's causing a strain in your marriage forget that even if it's not causing a strain a strain in your marriage and they're addicted to substance abuse hit me up shoot me a message and I will do some research for you and get you the help that you need to help see uh see you heal through this see your spouse heal through this and also uh see your relationship get stronger together through this my throat is killing me <clears throat> yeah and you know what happens in that situation um usually the person who is the the user becomes avoidant and the person who is attached to somebody who uh is a user becomes anxious because they're unsure about where the relationship is going uh, those people should not just tear off the attachment especially if they're married they should go to uh, couples counseling marriage counseling and work through those problems together that's t w o gather i'm going to keep pumping that uh until they're able to get to a place where they've moved on and could uh heal from their uh situation yeah 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 any other questions any other questions i like this i'm using my uh can you see that uh it's pretty yeah, this is my coffee mug thank you patricia i appreciate it thank you so much you know it's one of those things where um i wish that um i knew this then it's like i i wish i knew now i wish i knew then what i know now um a lot of things a lot of things my experiences and um sometimes we 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 young we dumb we think we know it all we don't listen to anybody or don't want the help or don't know where to go for the help uh and it causes us to to be put or put ourselves in very bad situations that we'll regret should i have known he was on something i have no prior experience with the signs of a substance abuser um some substance abusers are, are functioning substance, substance abusers um it's hard to 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 know um usually probably something happened uh in your marriage um that would um help you identify those things or it could identify something else some people um become detached because they're using because they are addicted to drugs and we may think that um it's because they don't love me no more no it's not that they don't love you anymore um they they just been so consumed with this chemical that has robbed every piece of them that they don't know how to show love to you and they need to kick this habit they need to kick this addiction in order to heal and come back to the relationship um so it's hard to 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 know the signs it's hard to know the signs um but if you feel like if you're in a relationship with somebody and you feel a disconnection growing be proactive in trying to find a way to to identify what that is in your relationship um don't and i would recommend also uh, don't get defensive don't don't ask well, what's wrong with you why don't you love me anymore um is in those times you be more compassionate more loving let them feel safe enough to open up to you this way uh you'll be able to identify faster what the issue is it makes me feel like i was a bad wife for not knowing 
And that's the thing about uh, those of us who are connected to people who have addictions or who are attached to people who have addictions. Uh, we blame ourselves for not recognizing the signs. Some people are functioning addicts. They're able to function throughout life the same way until things get too bad. Um, it's hard to identify those signs, especially if they're acting as normal as they can. And then all of a sudden you you get a, a call that your loved one overdosed. Um, just try to spend as much time with them as you can. And when you do hear about it, do everything you can to get them the help that they need. Get them the help that they need. And there's so many now um, with, with the opioid crisis, there's so many um, agencies are doing things to help with addiction. Churches have band together to help with addiction. Um, there's a lot of things out there to help with this. You just got to be able to attach to, to be able to, to access those resources. And again, uh, I'm making myself available to everybody that's watching this. If you are in a situation like this, please send me a, a message in the inbox. I will do some research. Tell me what city you live in. And I'll try to help you find the help that you need to get over this. All right. Uh, but now unhealthy attachments. Where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? For you to create a, a secure base, uh, for you to develop a secure relationship style in yourself, sometimes you have to take a break from relationships altogether. Take a break from being in a relationship altogether and identify who you are, find yourself, develop self-love, Okay, connect with God, pray, seek identity in Him, and then allow yourself to grow from there in order to develop a more secure relationship style, especially if you've been through hurt. If you don't like to connect with people or you feel like if you're not around people, you can't survive because then you're no good to anybody and you'll become like, I hate to say it like this, but the, the, the truth of the matter is you become more of a burden than a blessing to anybody else, especially if you have an anxious relationship style. Okay. All right. I do want to thank everybody for listening, for watching. If you're listening on the podcast, I appreciate you guys so much. Listen, I, you guys make this easy for me to be able to come and do this because um, the conversations we have, the questions you ask, um, people don't get vocal on Facebook, on YouTube. I, I thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate you guys. I'm going to end it here. I'm going to get my son. He, so, he, true story. Like this, this actually just happened. My son did his homework. My 11 year old. And he's in his room the whole time. He does not come out. He knows every Thursday. I'm in my like dining room, kitchen area. Uh, this is where I do the setup. Next week, I'll probably be doing it from um, my room because I'm fixing everything up. And uh, I asked him earlier. And I had dinner ready at like uh, four by four o'clock. You want to come out and eat? He said, "No, I eat later." Okay, I have the show. I said, "Okay." Uh, uh, oh, Patricia asked, um, "Am I a counselor too?" Yes, I am a, a marriage and uh, marriage and family counselor as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, as uh, in addition to me being a teacher during the day. So uh, he comes out at like eight o'clock, right? Right before I'm about to start this show, coming to eat. I'm like, boy. Get, better get your get back in that room. I gave you like four hours to come out and eat, and now you want to come out and eat. He's probably listening right now, laughing. 
Yeah, so I need to get him dinner before he goes to bed because his bed is bedtime is at nine o'clock. But uh, I do thank you guys so much for for watching, for being here with me, for listening on the podcast, um, for the questions you asked. Have a good night, cuz. Um, I really want to get to Trinidad soon and bring the boys out there to meet you guys. Uh, Lou's right. I love watching every week. It's so helpful and refreshing to have a real conversation about real issues and relationships and take a, a bare bones look at ourselves. Thank you for doing this uh, weekly, man. I appreciate you watching weekly and I hope that I can help somebody else because this helps me too. Uh, this was great. Glad you do these. Thank you so much. I, re- I really appreciate that, Sonia. And uh, he wanted to make his screen debut. Every week he wants to make a screen debut, Patricia. Every single week. Uh, <laughs> Raquel right? some of us eat dinner late. Good night. Good night to you also. And good night to everybody here. Um, you're going to come to New York in May? If you come in May, please let me know. Please let me know. I, I would love to see you and spend some time with you. All right. I'm going to call it a night. Uh, yo, you want me to have a father and son episode? You know what? We'll do that. We'll do that. I have. I know I have a few shows lined up. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, mix it up and have him come in uh, soon. Next Thursday, 8 p.m. Same time, same format that you're watching, whether it's on Facebook, Get Vocal, or YouTube. Please join me live. I'm going to have a nice conversation next week also. Um, we are going to skip Valentine's Day because it's Valentine's Day. And I don't want you guys watching me on Valentine's Day. You should be watching your spouses on Valentine's Day, even though this face may be good to look at, you know. But I'd rather you watch your spouse, all right? Have a good night. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Until next week, this is Rap with Dre on the Togetherness podcast. Same back channel, precisely. Have a good night. Be safe.